Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Ben is directly across from me. He is personally paying for the construction of an enormous new (laughs) three-story, three-story, right? Yeah. Office building in Sealens Grove. It looks like the Geisinger office building, only fancier and bigger. It's... uh 230 plus people are all chipping in for that. Oh, right. Well, you and your closest friends. They passed the hat at lunchtime. Did they? Okay, LB Water. We'll go ahead and name it since the big sign's out front. Yeah, fabulous office. You never did tell us anything about that. So hold that for 906, but I just think that's a great... Let let somebody tell you that there's no progress around here, and and we'll take it down to uh, Market Street in Sealands Grove. We have a guest here. We're going to be talking about the 107th District State House race with our candidate who's in the studio. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll start out uh, without any calls this morning, but then we will have uh, some uh, individuals able to call in and talk to our guest today if they so choose. We are uh, going to point out the date, correct? The date? Yeah, Joanne, this is anything with you coming in here, but it is Friday, the uh, <coughs> luckiest day in the month. Oh, Friday the 13th. Do you have triskaidekaphobia? Uh, no, but I'm not going to walk under any ladders, or I'm going to stray away from black cats. That's sound advice every day. Well, I don't know about black cats. Uh, any cat that's most cats. Are, well, some cats. Are and I'm not going to the casino. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they say revenue goes down on this day, because uh, and airline passengers travel less on Friday the 13th for some reason. All right, back to our toll-free line. Uh, you can use it in about 10 minutes or so, 1-800-795-9565. But in the meantime, uh, feel free free to send us an email at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. With that, we welcome Joanne Stair. She is here. She is a Republican candidate in the 107th District, running for State House, lives in Higgin Township, uh, Schuylkill County. Welcome aboard. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. Oh, I really I appreciate uh, the mm-hmm. opportunity. I appreciate you coming in, and you have some good friends out there are making sure that we knew about you and that uh, you were running, so fantastic. Thank them for making sure that uh, you were kind of brought up and talked about here. Uh, let's uh, we'll turn the microphones over to you a little bit. Introduce yourself to our audience. Well, I'm Joanne Stair. I uh, lived in uh, Schuylkill County all my life. Um, I uh, was out in the community working in home health field for over 30 years. You're a nurse? I am a nurse. I'm an LPN. I uh, graduated from the first evening program. I work full-time during the day and went to school four nights a week and every other weekend to get through my nursing course. And it's led me to a lot of different opportunities as well as uh, being out within the community, like all over Schuylkill County, uh, Berks County, Dolphin County, uh, that I've been involved with the community. And um, 
wonderful opportunities with marketing, working with the hospitals, working with the doctors and uh, nursing homes, administrators, uh, for the better good of our elderly people. So. All right, so you've been working with Home Health Services, mm-hmm. mother of two, uh, on the Higgins Township and Planning Committee. Did mm-hmm. I get that name exactly I'm, I'm right? On, I'm on the planning portion of that committee. I chair that. Okay. I didn't even know Higgins Township had a planning committee, <laughs> but it's good that you do, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of things happening. Right. You want to make sure you don't get uh, the wrong kind of growth, I suppose. NRA member, concealed carry license E. Uh, you volunteered a local food bank, and you have some ideals. If elected, what would you do if elected? What would you help do? I guess you can't do everything. As a House member, what would you like to accomplish if elected? Well, I think uh, the last two years with the COVID pandemic has really uh, put a put a burden on small businesses and uh, as well as our elderly community, our our voters uh, have suffered and struggled. Our nurses, our um, um, well, businesses have suffered. If you yes. were uh, a House member when the pandemic was underway and the shutdowns were underway, what what would you have done differently in Harrisburg to try to get things or what would you like to have been done differently? Well, I, I think to avoid the shutdowns, uh, I think the mandates and the restrictions that were placed on our businesses, uh, selective businesses, you know, there were some people that were allowed to make lots of money and there were some people who were just turned away. Our restaurants uh, weren't allowed to operate um, you know, with ease at all, but you know, the big the big companies got bigger and the small companies kind of went out of business. Uh, I don't think that was fairly right. You couldn't go to Lloyd's Landscaping, but you could go to Lowe's and buy a plant. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, or you couldn't go to Kohl's Hardware, but you could go to. Uh, uh, Home Depot, so those, right, those exactly. kind of things. Okay, Silly, so, right. And as we talked earlier, though, the five-foot-five five rule. Right. Walk into a restaurant with a mask, sit down, take your mask off, but if you stood back up, so COVID must have knew that uh, there was a line somewhere between five-foot-four <laughs> and five-foot-six that it uh, must get above that. So. Well, it must have been a very smart virus because the children now are unmasked in the schools, but when they got on the bus, they had to put a mask on, you know, just ridiculous. You know, they think we're stupid. Well, and what should we have done? What would have been common sense measures to take well, during the Well, common sense measures, I think, would have looked at the peer review uh, statistics and, and to see how ineffective masks really were. Uh, and certainly if people felt comfortable wearing a mask or felt protected wearing a mask, absolutely. Uh, the same thing with vaccines. If they feel like they're comfortable taking the vaccine, uh, I, I support that. But... Uh, the mandates people need to re- realize they're not laws uh, and it should have never been um, it, your employment should not be dependent on your vaccine status I think this is a lot of uh, nonsense to of divisiveness uh, to divide us are we maxed are we are we vaxxed are we unvaxed are we masked are we unmasked you know I think it just goes are you vaxed? The, I am not vaxxed. Okay. but and you bring a unique perspective from the medical field mm-hmm. and talking to other people in the medical field and the frustration some of them have is that a lot of their opinions or a lot of their suggestions were stamped down because you had to go along 
with the, with the system. Quo, and, and, right. and again, and we see from Washington down the inconsistencies. We see uh, bureaucracy taking over and running amok. Uh, uh, New York, at uh, least, it came out about the New York uh, nursing home incidents. Pennsylvania's mm-hmm. got swept all over the place. Oh. I don't know if it's under the rug. So, so your frustrations are the inconsistencies oh, with absolutely. the way the uh, pandemic was handled. And initially, though, you have to give people sort of the benefit, hey, we got to work through this. But right. maybe people forget that there was a 14-day suppress the curve. Right. Well, that 14 Total days become down. about, what, 14 Two, months four. plus another 14 months plus another? Absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's absolute government overreach. So yeah. you, you, you think the... And in that term right there, government overreach is sort of the foundation of your campaign, meaning government needs to be part of your life but not be your life? Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, people need to understand. I think like like the trucker movement, uh, you know, they had the control. We're not going to take the vaccine. Um, the, the parent movement against the school boards uh, to say, no, we do not want our children being taught uh, about gender identity or... Uh, you know, the CRT. All right, get a little closer to the mic. All right, some other things. Uh, You say election fraud is something you'd like to focus on. What can be done to prevent election fraud? Well, I think the mandatory um, voter ID is probably the best at this time. But I think we also watch, there's a lot of information coming out now with the mules and the drop boxes. you know, we were told there was no election fraud, and absolutely there was election fraud. I spoke to uh, Dave Argel and Joe Kerwin, and, and they said, oh, yes, absolutely they saw it. We saw it. Everybody saw it. The news the news didn't want to report it. What was the fraud that existed, and what can be done about it? Uh, well, I'm concerned about the Dominion voting machines. I think they were suspicious. Uh, the drop boxes, the Zuckerberg money, I think... Um, uh, and l- let me ask you a quick question yeah. about the Zuckerberg money. This is twice this week this has come up. I, mm-hmm. I am not 100% familiar with it. I'll readily admit mm-hmm. that. This is money from Facebook that was sent to where? Uh, to a lot of the uh, liberal cities, I think they were mm-hmm. sent to, to provide uh, training and drop boxes. Okay. And then what was the money used for? Maybe, Ben, you might know m- as much about this. Well, it was it was the dark money, the quiet money to influence mm-hmm. an election. Mm-hmm. And it was well done. Yeah, the, the whole point, and not to take your time away, Joanne, is the Republicans and the people who want to have uh, the understanding of the election is you find out what the other side did. If, yeah. you, if you played in a football game and during the season and you're playing the same team in the playoffs, well, you're, you're going to have some understanding of how they beat you the first time. Now, you, you've got to prepare for that. So, so now we know how Biden Well, works. when this comes out, you, you know, we, we should have an understanding. But there's election fraud every election. Uh, probably every election since the United States right. started we, to we some degree. We knew they were going to cheat. We knew it. But <laughs> it was laid out early, mm-hmm. and when Trump and his administration came out and talked about it, they were poo-pooed of being anti-democratic. So, again, I, I would hope that we would understand what happened. It can't happen again for any 
president, Democrat, right. Republican in the future. Absolutely. All right, so election fraud, we don't want to have a full-blown debate just about on that, so we'll move on. Photo, mandatory photo ID, one of the things I always bring up on the show is there are certain individuals who have trouble getting a photo ID. Would you help those individuals to get one? Absolutely, 100%. I don't, I don't know of anybody if there is somebody. Uh, I work with the community, we, uh, uh, poor communities, wealthy communities. I have never seen anybody have trouble getting identification. But yeah. Joanne, you being in the medical field, right. uh, I was just getting uh, some uh, medical prescriptions, mm -hmm. and uh, for a healthy person of any age, you'd want them to have ID so they could make sure they could get their prescriptions, right. because I had to show ID. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, interesting that, not just for voting, but we'd want these people to all have IDs so <laughs> to they could get their prescriptions. To rent a hotel, you need an ID, yeah. you know what I mean. Yes. It's, 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 it's ludicrous to think that people have trouble getting an ID, and if there are problems, there's lots of money going into... Um, poor communities to assist with stuff like okay, that. Okay, so as long as the and assistance, you don't know anybody, but... Yeah. Um, no. But guys like Mark can't take a picture of Brad Pitt and put it on his driver's license, so right. when he passes it out, people look at him like, well, well he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, when I went to get my real ID, I had to have my parents' social security card, so honest to Pete, how difficult is that? Yeah, you that know, is so now, difficult. fortunately... That was we were able to get that, but uh, you know that's just one example of the hurdles. But they we? still took the picture of Brad Pitt you had on your ID. What about term limits? You're a staunch person who says people who stay in the state house and senate and the governor's office have got to be limited. Absolutely, 100 percent. I think that's half of the corruption and half the problem. Uh, I uh, I took a note that I would limit myself to eight years in office, uh, and I would refuse any kind of state pension and pay raises. Uh, I think the taxpayers' uh, burden. Uh, this is not what our forefathers wanted us to have. We, you know, the doctors and the lawyers and the full-time, ninety thousand dollar. You know, it was supposed to be part-time and it was supposed to be the voice of the of the people. It was not supposed to be um, a full-time career <laughs> to to be in uh, you know you're supposed to I think change is good a fresh new mind in a couple years of course we want to be in long enough that we can create a sen uh, seniority uh, and be on those upper um, committees yeah, for a short time, eight for years. For a short time, yeah. Well, Ben's an experienced politician. He loves, <laughs> uh, he hates term limits because that would uh, well, cut the off point, the branch uh, of standing. Well, the gentleman from Schuylkill County who calls, but uh, and that's where I think he mm -hmm. sort of agreed. But my, my point on term limits is be careful. Look at the full equation of term limits. When you have term limits, what happens is you could have a, you'd have a staff, lobbyist bureaucrats actually running your uh, your state or your country. I understand or your that. I because do. I do understand pe that. People would stay there because they only know you're going to be there for X amount of years. Uh, you know, and it happens. <laughs> and you have your secretary well, run your... <laughs> but as the elected leader, couldn't you have any control over your staff? Couldn't you, like, tell them what to do or hire well, them? No, or no, you them? would, but, but what happens, good staffers, good lobbyists, uh, people, let's say, who work for... you got to remember, Republicans and Democrats have... The, the, there's there's a staffers that work for the Democratic caucus, Republican caucuses, right. the, and the bureaucrats. But what happens if you're an elected official and you're only going to be there so long... Well, well, basically, uh, at some point, you've, you know, the, you're not going to have the horsepower as going in, coming yeah. out. But there is term limits do have 
some positives. All how right. you work out the details. We'll hold on to that. We'll stop you there. That's a good place to stop. We have to take a quickie break, which we're going to do that. When we come back, we'll open up the phones. If you have any questions for Joanne Stair, she's a Republican candidate in the 107th District. That would be the individual who hopes to replace Kurt Mosser in office. She brings to our studios endorsements and all kinds of uh, support along the way. When we come back, we'll talk about property taxes and gun rights. Uh, if you want more information about her, uh, stare for staterep.com. That's S-T-E-H-R for staterep.com. And we'll be right back on WKOK's On the Mark. Got a question for her? Call us, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Kevin Hur is our wonderful producer on the other side of the glass. We appreciate his help and hard work. All right, you say you hope to eliminate property taxes. All right, I'm going to move and vote for you. <laughs> how, how are you, you going to do that? You, okay. you have our ears. Yeah, well, you know what? Every uh, every two years, the politicians run around to eliminate property taxes. Uh, I don't think anybody has had a plan for this or even tried to, to make it an effort. We, uh, the casinos are going to pay for them. Mm -hmm. the, everybody, everything's going to pay for them. I say we start with the elderly or people on fixed income over 65, and we start tearing them off the off the rolls. Uh, try to start start with that. Get them off the rolls. People on fixed income, the disabled, slowly start to get get them off. And uh, you know, even if we have to go to increase a uh, consumer-driven uh, sales tax increase. So uh, a sales tax increase, point. how much of a sales tax increase? I Mastriano don't know. I talks think about 60%. Uh, I, w I would think a 1%, from 6 to 7%, I think would be uh, okay with. We'd have to look at that. Like I said, um, I think start making a plan would be a good idea because we hear this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I, I want want to look into it and see why it hasn't been done. I said, I don't know if I can do something about it. I said, but I can come back to the people and be transparent and let them know this is why this is not getting done. So in two years, when that politician is coming and saying, I'm going to eliminate your taxes, I'm going to do this, you can tell them, well, we know that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say come up with a plan, work with a bipartisan plan, uh, and try to uh, start, start with taking... Uh, you know, our elderly who do not have children in the school systems and everything like that, get them off the rolls and phase phase them out of the... Gun rights. What do you know about that and you wish to uh, advocate? Well, I'm an avid gun rights supporter. I, um, I'm 100% 
for the Second Amendment do not infringe, uh, and that includes taxes on ammunition, you know, changing. Uh, I think if we give the liberals an inch, they're going to take a yard uh, on any kind of reg reg regulation. So. I'm saying 100% do not infringe on my right to protect myself or my family. I was endorsed by the uh, Gun Owners of America at 100%, one of the highest ratings, and um, very proud of that as well. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Okay. Yeah. You have a carry permit. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite shooting sport? Uh, I'm not a big shooter sport. I have... Um, uh, I do have uh, pistols and stuff like that. It's more or less for self-protection. Uh, my son is an avid gun, <laughs> gun is he person. a gun nut? Pardon me? <laughs> is he a gun nut like me? Oh, he is a gun nut. He Good loves every him. kind All of... Right. My dad had a wather, and uh, it was from World War II, and he insisted I should have gotten that gun. <laughs> I don't, oh, you know, okay. and he said, it's part of history, Mom. It's not a shooting gun. It's part of history. And right. So he and his father have a big collection of guns. He's an enthusiast. All right, some other uh, points you talk about, given an open mic. Uh, what else tells us uh, what uh, Joanne Stair stands for? Okay, along with the strict term limits on, on the legislation, when I when I say that, I'm thinking of people like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters. And about John, whom you'll have zero influence if yeah, you're in Harrisburg. Right, exactly, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but there's some people in Harrisburg that's been there quite oh, a while. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. I always... Uh, try to wait till certain people leave the room to go for a potty break before I discuss this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, fighting illegal immigration. I think if um, we close that border, we want to know and people. We want people vetted to come into our country. And what can the 107th district state house member do about that? Well, I think uh, they say it's a um, federal issue, but when they're being dropped in our cities in the middle of the night, uh, that's putting a burden on our school systems. Our, our tax systems, you know, we're paying for it. And what so, can you do about it? What can I do about it? Um, well... I mean, I'm against illegal immigration, too. Right, but right. I, um, I seem to be powerless to affect change. Well, I think... Um, I think it was at North Dakota that um, is starting to... Um, challenge Biden's... Um, uh, so, so state challenge. Yeah, there's okay. 26 yep. attorney generals That's, that are yeah. challenging it. And yeah. one of the things uh, I would say for the state representatives and the state senators is make it uncomfortable for the federal folks. Exactly. Make it uncomfortable for your uh, congressmen and make it uncomfortable for your uh, U.S. senators. Yeah, make a little noise about it if we're, we refuse to pay for uh, all this illegal immigration. You well, know, but you're right, though. People might not understand this. It, it taxes the systems <laughs> in many ways. So systems, you bring bilingual teachers. Exactly. You bring, you bring into the school system, it, it, it is very frustrating for principals and superintendents, teachers, to take this influx. They'll try to do it, but what it does is dilutes the education for the Right, it's taken citizens. away from our own. Right, right. exactly. Special meals and, you know. Uh, some of our listeners send us ideas they like people to talk about. Pro abortion, what's your view on that? Well, I think uh, this Roe versus Wade... Uh, I think it's a lot of noise at this point. Uh, if it's overturned, I think it was a little unconstitutional 50 years ago. Uh, if it's overturned, it will come back to the state. Uh, uh, it's just the same as the gun rights. You give an inch and they're going to take a yard, you know, before What's it was What's your view be, on abortion? I am pro-life. I was endorsed by... Um, gun con uh, gun control, you mentioned that death penalty. Do you support the death penalty or not? 
I support the death penalty. Okay. Uh, recreational pot. A lot of our listeners, for some reason, very <laughs> concerned about that. What's your view on that? Well, I think recreational pot. Um, huh, that's a that's a tough one. I think. Rec- recreational pot, I think people don't understand. I think it's kind of a ploy, too, to take away some of your gun rights. Uh, you know, you have to sign this card, uh, it go to ownership, everything like that. People are not thinking, oh, yeah, I can go smoke pot. Well, you're also going to maybe sacrifice some of your uh, rights not as a maybe. citizen. Not yeah. maybe. Not <laughs> maybe. Yes. Right. I mean, you, have to, you can't have a gun, can't have a carry permit, can't have a gun if right. you're going to go for your medical marijuana, if you have right. a, you know, so a bona fide I think issue. Don't people, I think it's a, a little bit of a sugar-coated issue. It's like, yeah, should we make make pot legal for recreational? So you want to bone up on that? You're not 100% have a stance on that per se, or you're not for recreational pot? Uh, I think if people want recreational pot, okay, but, you know, it's it's going to come to them at a at a price, and people need to realize it's a little bit more than just, uh, oh, yeah, you can go smoke dope. It's uh, You're giving up some of your legal rights to get that. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see if recreational mm-hmm. marijuana is requires you to give up your guns. I don't think that's going to work in Pennsylvania. No, I don't think so. You can so. have both. All right, well, you, you have a moment left. Uh, please, anything else to add? Uh, anything else you want to say about your important issue? that you stand for and so on? Well, I just think it's important that we stand up. I I think it's uh, we the people uh, have had the power all the time. It's time we start standing up for ourselves, whether it be for the parents uh, having the rights to stand up to what their children are being taught, to the nurses, uh, should they need to be vaccinations, mandatory vaccines to keep their job. It's... uh, Government overreach, I think we the people need to start taking our country back on all aspects. And um, we get to decide who we're putting in uh, for for office, not some corrupt uh, Zuck Bunny or uh, <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> Zuck Bunny. Yeah, the, 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 the Dominion Facebook voting machines meme. and everything yeah. like that. If we can have a free and fair election, um, I think we're no better than a third world country. And I think it's... Um, it's by design. I think we're trying to be destroyed from within our own country, to be honest. Can you put a Zuck Bunny meme on Facebook? Would they permit that? <laughs> yeah. You can put, uh, oh, you can. Okay. You can put a male or female. The male can actually even get pregnant, I think, on the uh, well, Zuck Bunny. Well, that's a Facebook. good abortion issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer a gender problem anymore because men can get pregnant now, supposedly. Right. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much. Stare for statereprep.com, mm-hmm. S T E H R F O R, statereprep.com. Joanne Stare, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This has been a wonderful opportunity. Thank you. 107th District State House candidate. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben's across from me. We're going to talk to him about that LB water uh, factory that's going in in Sealance Grove uh, as time goes on. We are going to enjoy open phones right now. If you have a comment about our good guest who was in the studio, Joanne Stair, feel free to comment about that. If you would like to talk about some other issues that are in the news these days or in the world, 
feel free to uh, call us. Well, hold on. There you go, buddy. Go ahead. Other issues going on? Yes. Oh, okay. well, I don't know. The president <laughs> is up to no good. I'm almost certain what of it. He's doing the best he can under the situation he was dealt. Uh, right. The best. Uh, well, yeah, he's probably, you know, if, if I waterboarded you, could you come up with anything good that President Biden has done? I mean, there's about, a, it's, it's like President Trump, you know, he had a, a thousand things wrong and six things right. And Biden's done a couple of things, well, many I'd things wrong. Maybe a thousand, for, for the Trump administration, it's maybe a thousand wrongs and 60,000 right, but that's just my take on it. But for President Biden, I think he's renewed interest in flavors of ice cream. Uh, I think oh, at Rehoboth. Uh, Rehoboth. So, and bicycle uh, riding on the yeah. trails down there. He's not wearing mom jeans like uh, President Biden did, uh, you know, so, uh, or President Obama. But, uh, no, it's hard. He has optics problems, Mark, and it's right. optics problems almost on every issue and the deflection. Big issues. But you see now what the deflection is going to be. It's almost like the Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope. I'm going to lay on the ropes and let you punch yourself out, and then I'll try to get up up and win the fight, but his optics problems are now language issues, so right, I guess so is, you it, can't think of is it ultra? Well, well no. there must be something. What, what, what has he done? I mean, <laughs> you tell me what he's done positive. I, I'll have to bone up on that. <laughs> I, I don't have the list in front of me either. So, but well, this, you know, I just think that uh, it's, it's facing some unprecedented situations here, but they're all either things of his doing or his influencing, and maybe he's, you know, having some influence on them. You know, we know the gasoline topic has come up, so, uh, you know, he's trying to do what he can there, but there's only so much you can do. You know, the, he says uh, like a couple of things, like inflation and avian flu are, are Putin problems. Well, that's not true. You know, you, that that's just blatantly untrue. But, so. Mark, let's just take a problem that's just, they think, just happened in the last week or two. This baby formula stuff, this was going on back in November and December. Oh, is that when And that when started? the FDA shut down the Abbott's lab. So, now, here's the big picture. Mark, I call you. Uh, Mr. President, I'm chairman of the FDA, you know, this and that. It comes through the channels. We're going to shut this down. That's 40% baby. So where do you think that's going to come from? Under the supply chain demands that are going on the last couple of years. So where did you, th what, what did you think was going to happen when you shut down 40% of the baby formula? And for what reasons? So the situation now is they're, they're jumping through hoops trying to figure out what regulations aren't needed to restart this plant. But, but again, they are behind on every issue. Ukrainian war. That could have been potentially deterred. But remember what Biden said later. Deterrence doesn't necessarily mean there won't be a war. I'm paraphrasing. Or, you know, uh, maybe a little incursion will be okay. The optics on the uh, Biden administration has just been very... They, they, so he's had a big struggle. They've stumbled. Well, you tell me he hasn't? I mean, oh, you no, know, no. forget about him I turning about and shaking hands with the Easter Bunny. I mean, that stuff, okay, that's somewhat comical. That can happen. If you've ever been around politicians and been a handler, which I've sort of done a little bit where you're trying to get people here and there, that stuff can happen. But... It's just the optics. No, I'm just trying to have a, a, a common sense sort of objective conversation. Is there anything he's done well? And we'll ask I'm our audience to figure this. Ben out. And I please can't tell us. Anything. Please tell us. Ben and I can't think well, of Well, one thing you just said. No, well. no. Hold on a second. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at Sunbury Motor.
Motors.com. You so were saying. one thing he has done well <laughs> that people will call and tell us is that he is not Donald Trump. Well, that's pretty superficial because uh, well. the border is the border is outrageous. I mean, the border is. I mean, it, it is so bad down there. Even and I don't use that one anymore. Well, I mean, <laughs> but you know, some people are going to say, "Well, he's he's not Donald Trump." Well, so that's, that's why true. he's done well. You know, that is. There, but the other is part is, what, what has Pelosi and Schumer done to help him? He opened the door to uh, getting a, a good president in in three years. So, <laughs> all right, let me do the uh, re- the rest of the intro. But we would invite you to. I asked Ben if there's any. Good that President Biden has done. He can't think of anything without boning up on the topic. Ice cream. I can't think of anything offline, but I think there are probably, there must be something somewhere, somehow. So tell us now. One, eight, oh, he shut down Keystone XL. Yeah, see, there's something good. Oh, boy. That's right, real one, positive. One, <laughs> it is to me, not to you. Uh, I, think the, I think the nation has spoken. I got to do headlines, but Tom, I don't want Tom to wait for 20 minutes here. Tom, go ahead. You're on the mark. Well, I'll remind Ben like I reminded you yesterday. Joe Biden is not the president of the world. He's not the president of Italy or Spain or France or the U.K. or the other 194 countries that are in this world. And they all have the same problem. They all have energy problems. They all have high prices. They all have shortages. So this nonsense of picking on Joe Biden is, is, getting, is really getting old, Ben. And as far as this baby formula, this this problem goes back all the way to the Reagan administration. They've been Reagan, when Reagan was president, they got rid of all, uh, all the uh, antitrust laws that allowed all these companies and banks and everything else to to buy everybody up. All right. So, what's something positive President and, Biden and, has and done? And now, and now, now that now this one company, Abbott, who bought everybody up, owns forty-three percent of the of the baby formula. All right. What's something positive? So, so when they go, so when they go bad, <laughs> he can't hear us. When they go bad, what happens? All right. Name it, something. It makes, big, it makes a big problem. Okay. You so that's something. Have all this Tom. Buying everybody up. Tom, hold on. Tom, listen. Those are bad things that happen that aren't his fault. I get that. Not everything bad in the world is Joe Biden's fault. The question is, what's something good that President Biden has done? I said Keystone XL. What's your view? Well, he ended the war in Afghanistan. That's good. <laughs> I know you may not like it. You may not like the way it happened. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying the enemy doesn't always do what you want them to do. The uh, enemy has I, I don't think he ended own. it, Tom. The war is still they, going on in Afghanistan. So you know, it isn't, it isn't as easy as you think. There's still a I mean, war in Afghanistan you know, going on among say, themselves. Okay, but. you can just move out like we want you to. Like you want to, and we'll just let you go. And it doesn't work that way. Mm, okay. okay, so Tom. So that's, that's one thing is right it, there. Is it, is it fair to say the President of the United States, whoever that may be, is the leader of the free world? Is no. That, that's not a fair statement. It's not. Okay. No, uh, no, it's not. You're trying to make it like. He's, you're just trying to make it look like this is all his fault. No. No, no. Any president, any president is. is so, so then the president of Italy is is responsible for it all, then, right? No, no. So, so I'll the president is, isn't the president of the United States noted around the world. Uh, Zelensky has said it. Other people have said it. But even different administrations will talk about 
the president, whoever that may be, being the leader of the free world. No, Ben, I'm not going by. I'm not following your logic. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get <laughs> yeah. me to agree. It's called no. I'm not, I'm not calling it. I'm just saying that the president of the United it's States is known it's as the leader problem. of the free that world. Is in 194 countries around the globe. It's <laughs> the leader, the president of the United States, the person who sits in that seat in the Oval Office Man, is the leader of free world. Well, well, then you got Saki, you got Tony Snow, you got uh, uh, Spicer, you got Huckabee, you got the press secretaries of these other administrations coming out talking about the leader of the free world, the commander in chief of the United I States don't care military. What they so the you leader know, of the free. I'm not buying your logic. I'm not asking I you to care. buy. It. I it around. You can There's no twisting around. Twist around all you want. I don't buy it. Well, that's fine. I'm not selling you anything, but I'm saying that the president of the United States, whoever that is, is known as the leader of the free world to the other democracies and Western civilization. That's noted. So when the, you're the leader of the free world, you lead. It's that's hard your, to be that's like. Your, uh, that's your opinion. Well, Joe that's fine. Down. It's hard that's to be like opinion. Obama and lead from behind because leading and, and, usually and means this, you're in and front. This, this, uh, this uh, free, this uh, private sector that you guys all talk about, how the government can't run anything, the private sector has everything all screwed up. Well, the private sector is raping us big time. How do you on think? Prices, uh, on everything, they are raping us. How and do you? They are th- making record profits. They are making record profits. And then they turn around. They turn around and buy their stock back, so they can make more money. And we're so, and we're all suffering from it. And Tom, that's the private sector. That's not the government. Tom, that's the private sector. <laughs> Tom, how do you think President Biden has done on the COVID uh, vaccine rollout and making sure that everybody that wants it gets it and all that sort of thing? I think he did the best he could. Right, I agree. So I'll put that I in his positive that, list. He did the best he could, and I think. I think Governor Wolf did did what he thought was right. I mean, everybody wants to second guess him, but you know nobody knows what the reason. It's like Sunday morning quarterbacking. Well, you know, while this. You know, that would have been better if they would have done this, that, or the other thing. Well, you don't know that. Well, the no, question we put to Joanne Stare was, if, "What would if you Governor do?" Governor Wolf wouldn't have done what he done. There could have been more people dead. You don't know that. Well, I agree with you, Tom. It is Sunday morning quarterback because they didn't know what they were doing, and they actually play the games on Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings. Yeah, well, so, know, so Sunday morning quarterback, and they didn't know what work. they were doing, and that's what we figured out, that they didn't know what they were doing. And if they did the best they could, then they did the best they could. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Good job. Uh, yeah. One of our good well, listeners texts me and says the infrastructure bill is all Biden all the way. How's that working out? How's that working out? president's tried to get it, and Joe got it done. All right. He, he got her done. He got it. It's not getting implemented. It's, it's not, not happening. Okay. Yes, it will get it's, implemented. No, it's not. Time. Paperwork is not done. We are not seeing well, that I money. I know, Ben. You, you're going to get some of the money, so I don't know what you're complaining <laughs> We're about. not getting money. We're not getting money. I'm sorry. I put my hand near the button, and I cut it off. Are you still there? Uh, Tom, you still there? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I accidentally hung up on you. Totally unintentional. Please finish up. The infrastructure bill is, is well, lacking saying, implementation. Ben, complaining about this infrastructure bill and everything. And LB Water standing there with their hands out. They can't wait to get a hold oh, of that Oh, get money. out of here. No, LB Water has, uh, water has com- oh. competitors, but, Tom, it's not getting implemented. Look at what yeah, the infrastructure money and is. And another thing, Ben, you know, if you guys don't like this infrastructure, all this money that you guys got, 
I think you all ought to call up your, your legislators, call up Fred Keller, call up Toomey, call them all up and ask them where I can send this money back that, that Biden sent me. <laughs> Tom, Biden the money Trump is not being... Where can I send this back? You can't get it. I don't it. like this. This is destroying the country. Tom, the money's not out. I Tom, think that's what you should all do. The money's not out there to send back. Maybe you don't understand. Oh, it's not yes, being implementation. Send it back, show us, send it back. Show us the implementation of the infrastructure bill and where the money's I'm, going. I'm talking it's about their other money that they gave you, the $1,400 and the 600 and the 2000 and all that. Send it back. Uh, maybe you're if, if you, on if a you different... If you say that that's causing inflation and he shouldn't have done it, contact your legislator and ask where I can, where can I send this money back? I want to help my country. Where can I send it back? Well, maybe we should call the legislators and say, where can we send efficient government entities? Where can we implement monies where they are needed? What are the priorities? What's well, what's the Democratic uh, Party's priorities, Tom? Back. I know you like to twist things around and change the subject, but... I'm not changing the <laughs> subject or twisting I think anything, Tom. call up Fred Keller. He's your buddy. He gave him 3300 bucks. <laughs> One of our listeners. Call Fred Keller. Call Fred uh, Keller and ask him, Fred, where can I send this money back to Tom, one of my wife's got? I want to send <laughs> yeah. it Didn't back. I try to hang up with Tom yeah, half Tom, an hour yeah, ago? Yeah. Anyway, one of our listeners says, can someone tell me where that money is that Tom's talking about? And I can't send Biden money that I didn't get. Yeah. Well, wasn't one of the stimulus packages during Biden's watch, right? So yeah. that was right yeah. after he got in. So yeah, there you go. And inflation was going to be transitory. All right. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank yeah, you so much. Tom, really, right. very interesting. All right. I, really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. 1-800-795-9565. The same listener says it was started by Trump and then signed by Biden. Okay, no, there so was an initial stimulus. safety net for people, yes. But then afterwards, this you know, it, it became a... Well, it's very basically, It basically became a waterbed for everybody. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we, I came up with five things that President Biden did that can be con- misconstrued as positive. What's your view? <laughs> you on this topic, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we will have news headlines. It will open up the phones. We'll wrap up our conversation about President Biden, and we'll talk about state, or check that, U.S. Congressman Scott Perry, who is uh, being subpoenaed, but said... Heck no, he mm. won't go. All right, we'll, I think he issued a statement. We'll see if we can find that. 1-800-795-9565. Please join our conversation. Good things the president has done. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I need somebody, not just anybody. 
Yeah, this goes with uh, fix it. <laughs> Bumper uh, remarks we heard yesterday from Kevin. Kevin Err, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar liberal hosting the show. And Mr. Ben Reckley's on the other side of the table, on the other side of the aisle. Uh, we had Joanne Stair here earlier. She left a brochure, and I think it, it talks about how uh, the uh, one candidate was picked. And so I want to read that out loud. That's uh, We talked about hand-picking candidates and... And so uh, that's uh, what one of our brochures talks about. So we'll talk about that. On the mark sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company, and I want to tell you a lot about a particular vehicle. Uh, oh, you weren't here. I have ordered Joe and Well, you don't have to say anything. You can keep doing what you're doing. I ordered Joe an F-150 electric lightning. It'll be here within six months is the guarantee, but uh, two months is the average wait these days. And it'll be a 2023 when it gets here. It's got 350 miles to the... Uh, to uh, range if you're in the eco mode. Now, if you you would put it in sport mode, and then it's 250 miles. So it's still pretty good. It would handle all you're running around here. You're still going to need a road car. You got a couple of them for us, right? Uh, I I bought eight of them for LB. Oh well, we, we, well, I thought you got a couple for the on the mark. Uh, <laughs> no, just for Joe and you, and some of your uh, good. Uh, are there vice presidents at that company you work at? Uh, sales, sales, sales associates. Sales associates, okay. Well, they're going to need uh, F-150 Lightning electric vehicles. So that's what we did. But we went to the Sunbury Motor Company to get them. I bought Joe's. It's that slate gray color with a black interior. It's got two sunroofs and an eight-foot bed. It certainly is an unusual-looking truck. It's like more like a tuna boat than anything. But it actually is going to save him a lot of money. Uh, you pay, uh, let's see, what is it, four forty-six these days for gasoline. He's going to be going... Uh, getting the equivalent cost of about a dollar twenty-five a gallon, if you figure it out. So we thank PPL for doing that math for us. But the Sunbury Motor Company helping to hook folks up with electric vehicles, the Hyundai Iconic, uh, or Ionic, pardon me, the Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles of all types and makes and sizes are fantastic, and they would just love to help you out. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, on the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Brief headlines. Uh, the passenger river boat that's being planned for Lake Augusta is scuttled momentarily, but they aren't giving up, says the Central Susquehanna River Boat Society President Bob Lagerman. He says plans are temporarily stalled on their 149 passenger river boat on Lake Augusta because the boat they hoped to buy in Kentucky was sold and is now unavailable, so they'll have to find a different boat. About a quarter million dollars is their startup cost to get started. They hope to moor the river boat uh, near the sea Scout Dock in Northumberland, which Ben doesn't know what that is, but I'll tell you it's that big concrete pier you can see from the White Bridge. Northumberland will be honoring the 250th anniversary of its birthday on June 4th and 5th. Noel Long is president and community organizer of 17857.com and says this will be a great way to remember history and legacy. 
this is just a really great opportunity to pass that along in so many different ways. A lot of these demonstrations are going to be done by some of those older folks, and it, it's going to be a really neat way for some of the younger generations to be able to experience that in different ways and fun ways, and hopefully they'll be able to remember that and then pass that on to their kids. More about the Northumberland uh, semi-quincentennial at WKOK.com. Philadelphia Inquirer reporting today, Kathy Barnett's late surge has turned the nationally watched race into a mad scramble, and even former President Donald Trump is weighing in. Uh, the vetting of Barnett hasn't happened for the most part, and it's usually strategically unspooled over the course of a lengthy campaign. Uh, this must be by a commentator and not a straight news reporter, incidentally, I'll warn you. Uh, it was rolled out in frenetic bursts this week as Barnett rose to the top as numerous Republicans coalesced around here, hoping that Mamet Oz and David McCormick weren't the nominee. Barnett's being viewed as the populist candidate. Let me just get a two or three word reaction from Ben. What's your view on that phrase? Uh, she'll unfortunately start to fade here over the next couple of days. All right. Uh, the haphazard moment was embodied by a Trump statement that urged Republicans to support his endorsed candidate Oz, but also predicted a bright future for Barnett. He says she simply has not been vetted adequately. Mm -hmm. Trump says she has many things in her past which have not been properly explained, but if she is able to do so, she'll have a wonderful future in the Republican party. Yeah, so. four, four good candidates in that race, and one's not hardly talked about, but we did interview her on uh, the show last Friday. Yeah, why is Carla Sands is an excellent, excellent candidate. Why is she not so From the standpoint about? of the resume and what she could do, she's just going to not catch fire, and uh, Barnett is very positive. She, she, I think she'll just run out of uh, uh, energy here. Well, I say it, she won't personally, but her campaign will, will just get flattened out, and I think Oz and McCormick will arm wrestle for the uh, victory on Tuesday into Wednesday morning. All right. To be continued. We, we can talk about that if folks have an opinion about that. Yeah, Carlos Sands did a fabulous job. Four on very good candidates that could represent Pennsylvania, and I believe all four of them would uh, take and uh, take Fetterman on and win that. And uh, interesting race on the Democratic side. Why Connor Lamb, the uh, prince, supposedly the prince of the uh, Pennsylvania Democrats was going to go on and be senator and come back and run to be governor, and he was the uh, the next coming of the next coming of whomever of the Pennsylvania Democrats has just not caught on at all. And John Fetterman, who has a portrays himself as a blue collar type of guy, who's a you know has come from some money and is a is a trust. Uh, a trust child, uh, you know, lives off his trust, but uh, has portrayed himself as a working man person, uh, has uh, really caught fire for the Democrats. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, the U.S. House Select Committee investigating last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol issued subpoenas for five members of Congress, including one from Dauphin County. Central PA Congressman Scott Perry, who refused an invitation to testify voluntarily, is among those issued a subpoena by the committee. All of the congressmen, including Perry, are closely aligned with former President Trump. In a statement, Perry said that this illegitimate body leaked their latest charade to the media ahead of contacting targeted members is proof positive once again that this political witch hunt is about fabricating headlines and distracting Americans from their abysmal record of running America into the ground. 
Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, in a statement Thursday, Perry alleged the Select Committee had leaked the subpoena before contacting GOP members. Quote, this illegitimate body leaked their latest charade to the media ahead of contacting targeted members is proof once again that this political witch hunt is about fabricating headlines and distracting Americans from their abysmal record of running America into the ground. Hmm. Unquote. Oh, wait a minute. That's not right. <laughs> Let me Tell me if this is worded wrongly. They're trying to distract Americans from Biden's abysmal record of running America into the ground. Yeah, that was what that was the piece yeah. you just played. Yeah, I don't think that he President Biden has an abysmal record of running America into the ground. I think he has a fantastic record of running America into the ground. Yeah, I think it should you see be what I mean? The abysmal the administration's abysmal record. Right. And look how they've run the yeah. country. Oh, in that, the it should say Yeah, there's a word and a and a comma missing. He was commenting there. on <laughs> Biden's abysmal record, yeah. period. And running America into the ground. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. I, I would agree okay. with you. And, do you uh, get it? And, I do. Uh, I follow and, you. And, and, All right, and you. you know, in, in your in your retirement, you will be an adjunct professor. Uh, in I'm English supposed to be an editor. At, uh, <laughs> here. That's but we know that didn't work. But, out. Yeah. but but again, Mark, the optics the optics come out. The Democrats have two things. One is this January sixth situation that they're going to try to promote, and the other now is what's happened in uh, with the Supreme Court. But my gosh, uh, Congressman Perry talked about. What in Washington? Uh, a leak? Oh, You're kidding me, Mark. A leak in Washington? Um, Hard to imagine. Yes. Well, that's true. But you Hard know, to and, and then he says part of the issue is that this is a big distraction. But he says, "Aha! They issued the subpoena to the media before they issued it to me." Well, that's, is that not a distraction? Uh, that's you what know. happens in Washington. Unfortunately, it's real. But you know, we saw that happen in the Supreme Court. You know, very, very interesting on on the Supreme Court issue. And I, I know you guys probably talked about that, but let's just go back to the leak if you look back uh, the week before so we're talking about Monday and then a week back when uh, the Supreme Court leak came out about the draft but the week before that the Wall Street Journal ran an editorial that talked about John Roberts rallying or discussing Roe v. Wade among, I'm paraphrasing the editorial, among the candidates. Mm. So interesting, th- that came out three or four days, five days before then the SCOTUS leak. So uh, interesting, it was somewhat a pre-leak, Mark, that was, uh, that was out there. So it was being discussed, and obviously somebody took it on themselves at the Supreme Court to put the draft out. All right, did you turn the air conditioner up high or something? Uh, That's that noise you hear in the background. I thought it was was our hot air. Oh, yeah, because we're talking politics. All right, join us, folks, if you wish to. We have uh, Joanne Stair was here. She didn't get a chance to talk about it, but she's upset, she says, in some of her material. Uh, Somehow, almost a month before the incumbent announced his retirement to the world, and that would be uh, Kurt Mosser announcing his retirement, Ron Tanney knew. I believe Tanney spelled incorrectly. I think Tanney just has one in. I'm not sure she mm-hmm. has it at two. I'm not sure which which is correct. Anyway, uh, she has. Uh, anyway, she says Ron Tanny knew to form a committee and start raising money. So Tanny was informed ahead of time that Kurt was going to re- uh, retire, so he could get in involved. This is only possible if Tanny had inside information. It gets worse. The incumbent waited until there was only seven days left in the petition period before announcing his retirement, making it almost impossible for anyone else to get the necessary signatures. When that did not work, they hired 
hired a lawyer and had one of the candidates knocked off the ballot. Let me, let me just add as an aside there. Lawyers don't knock people off the ballot. People do when they're not in compliance with the state's election laws. Mm -hmm. That's just Lawrence's worthless two cents. Anyway, they want to take away your choice, send a message that we cannot be manipulated, say no to Ron Tanney. The 107th District Old Boys Club is trying to handpick your state representative and not give you a choice. That means Ron Tanney will work for them and not for us. He will be a puppet for those who put him in power. Uh, let's take back control of our government Tuesday, May 17th. Say no to puppet. Ron Tanny and vote for Joanne Stair. Well, usually the petition process starts somewhere in February for a May primary in Pennsylvania, plus or minus a week or two. Uh, with redistricting, uh, the, the um, I would say politely the horse. Mm, horse stuff that went on with redistricting with our state representatives and our U.S. Congress uh, districts was ridiculous. So dates got pushed all around. Uh, this, uh, and then uh, when Kurt Mosser uh, decided to retire, uh, that put the 107th state rep district into a full-out 60-yard sprint, not even a 100-yard sprint. Usually mm -hmm. it's a mile run in on, a, on a normal petition process uh, years. Yeah, for, an in, for inexperienced runners, yes, I might so add. this was a 60-yard sprint, and we see what happens. And even a uh, Democratic-leaning lobbyist in Harrisburg sort of passed on to me that, uh, boy, that was, a, uh, that was a real quick turnaround on everything, and uh, interesting how things happen. But you know what? Folks, in politics, uh, never be surprised. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Give us a buzz. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we talked about Joanne Stair uh, is in her campaign material. Talked about Republicans uh, hand-picking the replacement. Is that fair and right, or is that okay? Should should Republicans, you know, should they pick like the uh, John Gordoners of the world or Linda Schlegel-Culvers or whoever it is, should they mm -hmm. be picked ahead of time? And I'm not saying those guys were. Uh, I will say in full, I was on the conferee process when John Gordoner was uh, chosen to be the candidate, and uh, that's a process that... Um, that was an open situation. Yeah, it's open, but it's in gray area, and there's influence thrown back and forth, and, uh, you know, but that that's, that is politics. Good, bad, or indifference, that is politics. So what Influences. she's describing is just normal. Uh, no, I don't say normal. It's it's politics. I don't know normal, but uh, you look at this way. One thing I will say about Joanne, just take the name off, but I always find it very interesting... And I say this, that the practical folks who get fed up with the politics, who get into politics, they are doing it for the right reasons. They want to make a difference. So in, in her case, there's a medical person, nurse, who got in. And believe me, in the medical field, God bless the nurses. They they do far more than nurses anyway, and back the therapists. To do more to help, but somebody who has had that practical sense, a, uh, a housewife who who's got on the school board for the right reasons, a a, uh, a young man who's coming up and says, you know, I can I can get in the zoning board because I went through this process and this isn't right. The people who get into politics. It's very interesting, the ones that have the practical experience that we all go through, but you, you hope most, if not all, politicians have that. We've been lucky in our area to have people who have been in that, I believe, been in that wagon. Is politics dirty? 
Uh, I wish it was dirty, Mark. I think it's, and I use this, It's you can use an F, and then you can say filthy okay. at times. Okay. So uh, yeah, if it was dirty, I think it would be uh, very uh, understandable. It would be nice. Yeah. No, it's, it's worse it's, than dirty. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. But it is the way it the says game. Says a Republican committee person. Well, but it's the game. It's right. the game of politics, and you play the game. You hope, you hope the rules come in effect. But look at this way. I think you guys have talked about this on the show. I'm appalled appalled by these idiotic campaigns about and I always found this even in the business world. If you want to promote yourself by demoting others, I found that just selling products, selling services, but in the political world. So you're going to you're going to demote the other people you're running against in a campaign to promote yourself. How about promoting yourself? A gentleman had one of the best campaign lines ever in this state, and I spent time with him and was lucky enough to, and he's moderate. Uh, He's not a conservative on the Republican side, but a moderate. But uh, Tom Ridge, when Tom Ridge ran, here's what he opened up with almost 90% of the time. My name is Tom Ridge, and I want to be your governor. When you tell people you want to be Mark, I want to be your (laughs) co-host. But Tom Ridge would open up and say, my name is Tom Ridge. Now he would throw in, I'm a congressman from somewhere where 99% of Pennsylvania has never been in Erie. But he would open up. He said, Tom Ridge, my name is Tom Ridge. So somebody should go out. My name is so-and-so, and I want to be your U.S. senator. My name is so-and-so, I'm Mark I want to be your congressman. I want to be your U.S. senator. All right, I'll try that. All right, we'll take a <laughs> I, call. I, I would up the, up the volume a little bit. I got you. Like, okay. like, act like you really want to yeah. be it. <laughs> like I want to be it. All right. Good morning, everybody. I'm Mark Lawrence, and I want to be your U.S. senator. Oh, here, here, Darn here, it. Here. Okay, that's more like it. All right, to I, be continued. I, I will give the floor to my good gentleman friend <laughs> from Pennsylvania, the great Commonwealth, uh, U.S. Senator Mark Lawrence. Thank you, I Mark. <laughs> mm. This is a uh, tribute to Ron Tanney. It was handpicked by the Republicans. I don't in know, but uh, it's always, I, I, I very rarely ever uh, not enjoy listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival from the San Francisco Bay Area. No kidding. That's not right. I thought they were from Louisiana. People do think that. All right, Mike, you're there. on the mark. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning, men. Uh, there's a good story making the rounds uh, on the different media outlets and depending on where you uh, read it, the headlines are different, but here in our local paper, the uh, headline is, Study Finds Cleaner Air Leads to More Atlantic Hurricanes. My you guys God heard that great. one yet? I, I heard that, I saw that, and I'll be all honest, I know it was in the Daily Item, and God bless the Daily Item, but I had to reread it. I, I, I could not believe it was in the Daily Item, let alone some of the other uh, uh, outlets. But, uh, no, you're, you're exactly right. It's the uh, air coming off of uh, Africa, and then they talked about the Pacific. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so generally, uh, I'll, I'll talk about something that everybody knows about. Uh, post-9-11, when we shut down all the air traffic uh, in the United States and you know mainly around the world, obviously, but... Uh, what happened was the scientists noticed that in the days where the air traffic was shut down, we saw temperatures go up on the surface of the earth here in the United States. And that was caused by you know, the uh, jet exhaust going into the upper atmosphere 
and supplying condensation nuclei to form, uh, you know, the contrails and then eventually clouds. Well, when the jets were shut down, that condensation nuclei was decreased dramatically, like instantaneously, and we had more sunshine coming in to warm up the ground. So we had an increase in uh, ground temperatures. Well, since the, uh, you know, the Clean Air Acts that really took hold there in the 70s and 80s, we're putting less aerosols in the air over the United States. And as a result, it's causing more sunshine to hit the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic. You know, the winds go west to east here. So the Atlantic is getting less cloudiness, which leads to warmer sea surface temperatures, which are imperative to the uh, formation of hurricanes. In addition to that, now the articles didn't talk about it, but also because of the uh, increasing uh, temperatures due to the lack of aerosol, uh, we're also seeing... Uh, less of a differential temperature between the latitudes, which is causing the uh, jet stream to migrate a little bit further north. So we have warm water, which hurricanes need, and less uh, high-level winds at the lower latitudes, which hurricanes hate. And as a result, we have more hurricanes, and it's caused because we have cleaned up our air. Now, the opposite, on the other side of the world, where the pollution's increasing, they're seeing a drop in hurricanes. So this is put out by NOAA, and I think it's very interesting. And like I said, depending on what article you read, like I read on uh, NPR, it basically says uh, cleaner air is more healthy, but it's causing more uh, you know, yeah. the offset. You gotta you gotta say, hey, we, we okay. can take more hurricanes because people and, are healthier because the air is cleaner. You know? and, and, and Mike, but, you're, you're right though, but again, I had to go back and reread that and to make sure. Be, so now I have not seen that on the Weather Channel. Uh, I've not seen that on MSNBC, CBS, NBC. You know, I have not seen that little report, but that's very interesting. And the fact it was done by NOAA also puts out. You know, the, the, the source is the source. So uh, that's going to ruin John Kerry's day, let alone, I don't know how the Biden administration's going to, uh, if they get asked a question on it, I'm sure, I think it's uh, Jen Psaki's last day today, so uh, they'll probably not answer that until uh, until next uh, week. And it will be interesting because the new press attack secretary is from Haiti, so she can probably comment on uh, on hurricanes in the Caribbean. And, and the reason I, I particularly like this story is because two things. One, could you imagine when we went to the Clean Air Act, if we said we're going to get more East Coast hurricanes, but the air is going to be cleaner? And, uh, you know, my concern, you know, the, the, great, the greatest hurricane in my mind was the uh, what they call the Long Island Express. And the chances of it being severe are possible, but we're going to be warned if we have another hurricane that crosses Long Island and goes into the uh, New England coast with, you know, 130 mile an hour winds. I mean, we're going to know. People are going to be prepared, like they, but they weren't when that happened. But the other, the other thing about it, that what really got me going on this story was, I have a friend, he's a real liberal, and I'm, you know, relatively libertarian conservative, and he grew up back in the 60s when I did, and his mind... He believes when we grew up on the Susquehanna River in the West Branch, which was close to swimming very often, and you could see feces floating down, blah, blah, blah. Okay. He felt that the environment was very clean and pristine when he was in the 60s, but since then the Republicans have ruined the environment, and that's why it's so dirty now. Oh, boy. Well, uh, that's too bad, but uh, no, we, we have... Uh, one thing I will say this... 
uh, and I and <laughs> I, I, I am more than happy to be a conservationist. I, I you know, my carbon footprint, you know, uh, serve me the uh, same martini out of the same glass for three or four times, and I'm happy. You don't need to give me a new glass. Oh, I but, but, yeah, <laughs> I may worry. I wonder but, where that was headed. But my my point is, what happened in business, and it was legal, not right, but legal going back in the 1800s, industrial. You look around the world, you see that, Mike. But then what happened when we got into cleaning up, we really cleaned up, and now it's pristine in some areas that was horrendous. Now, very, very, when I say that, so it's So it's better to have some pollution if you want to prevent Well, Mark, I, I, I was in Yellowstone, and the rangers came out. We were fly fishing, and the rangers came out. Do you guys have uh, pellets to clean your water? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, watch out, because the beavers and the bears were having a lot of, you know, and I'm looking at it going, okay, how does EPA stop the beavers and bears from defecating in the water and damaging the water? Right. So, again, continue. But, but, Mike, you're right, though. The water is clean. There's been major, major steps in uh, getting... Getting uh, the environment back on track. People think it's not enough, but you can tell. So if you go out to Williamsport, you and I can probably still jump in, and we won't see what you saw in the 60s. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling You're in. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Care. All right. So clean air causes hurricanes. I have not read that yet, but uh, we'll have to check that out. Are there any health impacts from polluted air? Is polluted air good for you? I mean, it's good for you if you want to prevent hurricanes. Well, what, what are you, I mean, what, what health effects meaning, you know, and, and well, asthma, too, you know, well, people children's have diseases. Asthma. You know, I, I remember growing up, maybe you too, I remember one or two people had asthma. Now it seems like uh, I talked to parents and, you know, 50% of the people, young kids have some sort of asthma. I, I'm why amazed. is that? Well, again, why is that? Is that the environment? Is that the food? Is well, that a combination? The, it's the clean air. Well, it's, it's, killing a, us. it's a combination of We've things. We've got to get our pollution so, back. But I, I think there's more, f- more into our health Noting about the processed foods, then people will uh, will think. Oh, we got to go organic, eh? Well, I'm not saying that, but look look at what we eat, look at how we eat, look how often we eat, and look at our health. Is that Uh, an accusation? Hey, I'm I'm in the same boat you are. Thank you. Neither of us belly up to the mic very close. If ten or twenty came off each of us, we'd we'd be there'd still be be a lot of us left. All right, one 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 eight hundred. We got a time for a speedy dialer. Got one good email. We're going to read that on the radio. We'll be right back. (laughs) There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's Friday. Oh, Friday. Thank you. Kevin, how do you get the staff in the production room 
the helium balloons and get them to sing. And, and hold their nose at the same time. <laughs> All right, Kevin Hur, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, really uh, running the show, helping no. keep us going with information and links yeah. and comments. And congratulations and to you and the chief on your award last Friday. We have time for a quickie caller. If somebody wants to call in, I have an email. It says, uh, Doug says, how's that unifying of the country that Biden preached working out. <laughs> yeah, mm. not too good. And we're not going to have time for it, but we could play his ultra mega comment again. I believe we're in a civil war right now in our country, but many don't realize that one side is fighting to keep our freedom while the other is doing everything they can to restrict it or take it away. The exact day of the movie 2000 Mules came out, it is the same day the leak from the U.S. Supreme Court happened, as well as the same time when the Pfizer dump happened which showed that the vaccine wasn't effective or at all safe. Both of these things should be massive news stories because they prove that we are being lied to and that the blatant cheating and crime happened in the last election. But the media doesn't even mention it, and instead they scream and cry about their rights to kill unborn babies being taken away. All the crap that's been happening today is by design to distract us from the attack that's happening from our country mm. from within. Interesting. Yes, the Republicans are trying to attack us from within. Lance, you're on the mark. <laughs> that would be Saul Linsky's 13 Rules for Radicals. Go ahead, Lance. Well, anyway, uh, my uh, allergies are kicking up so they're going bad that, uh, boy, I don't get to call in the morning, but I got straightened out here so I'll be here for a couple seconds. Um, the folks who are worried that the if Roe is overturned, it will lead to the end of other rights, uh, specifically in the opinion, this is, I'm, I'm quoting from this, there's a critical distinction between the abortion right and other rights. The former involves a profound moral question that makes it fundamentally different and thus sharply distinguishes Roe and Casey from landmark rulings on same-sex marriage, consensual sodomy, and birth control. Nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. Okay. Who wrote that? It's in the draft, <laughs> the Lido's yeah. draft. Oh, yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Two okay. Thanks, Lance. Okay. Yeah, okay. read it. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Good Thank weekend. you, sir. We'll yeah. see you in two weeks. Yeah, have a good weekend and enjoy. Get out. No, stay inside. Enjoy vitamin D. And watch Fox News all the time. <laughs> That's what Joe does. <laughs> Why don't you turn to Newsmax? This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.